after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is a podcast. It is more specifically a podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. You think you're too good for jelly, huh? My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. So, uh, I'm going to ask you here what's coming up on the show today, and I'm not asking you to tell the audience what's coming up on the show today. <laughs> yes. I'm asking you to tell me what's coming up on the show today. I did I did pick up a little bit of uh, the slack I've been uh, dropping in the last few weeks, and I produced this show. And I decided to totally take advantage of that by ignoring the show sheet until two moments ago um, when I opened it up. So uh, what is coming up? Well, we've got a good commercials in the news, thanks to one of our listeners who sent in an article from uh, Fast Company from earlier in this year. Uh, we've got a little bit of what we've been watching on regular TV commercials and, of course, the Ad Council. Regular TV commercials, yeah. not these fancy schmancy ones? Not Hulu, not Netflix. Well, right. Netflix doesn't do commercials. Not not YouTube. Not your, not your time-shifting, on-demand content commercials. God, you know my day. Yeah. In my day. I know. I'm not even going to finish that thought. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with some commercials in the news. Commercials in the news. So you say this is commercials in the news class warfare edition? What does... <laughs> yeah, it's intense. This is uh, thank you so much to listener Becky who sent this in. I, Becky, I don't recall if you sent this to the Facebook group or the Gmail account, but either way, thank you. Uh, this is a Fast Company article. It actually uh, ran in June, but we we just didn't see it until now. The headline is "E Trade Campaign is Everything That's Wrong with Capitalism." Okay. Uh, so you know, E Trade, it's like you know, any idiot can be a wheeler dealer on the stock market, uh -huh, right? Uh-huh. Um, so they do this they're doing this campaign that's basically predicated on the idea that um, you see like rich, undeserving dummies and assholes around you and you see how great their rich ass life is and then like you because you're so jealous, you don't get mad, you get E-Trade. That's the kind of like the, uh, the log yeah, line at the end. Yeah, and I'm seeing little, um, in your link here, I'm seeing little like kind of gifts of this one commercial of an idiot on a boat. I've seen this before. Have I think you? I remember thinking I was going to hate it, but maybe I liked it a little bit more than I should have. Well, Becky had an interesting take on it. She writes, one of my beefs is stupid people seemingly getting ahead in life and not having had to struggle for, for it. Um, and she says she's moving past deeply ingrained myths from your childhood can be a challenge. Um, but she says she found this commercial hilarious and even found an article article critique on it. So, Becky, I apologize if I didn't position your or if I didn't uh, explain your position accurately. I wasn't quite sure if you are like, you know, oh, well, it's a funny joke. It's worthwhile or like, oh, I'm steaming mad at this like outrageous, you know, uh, in, Depi depiction yeah. of of wealth. Um, essentially, uh, these articles are or these these ads are like uh, for E Trade. They, as I said, they like they show p dumb, undeserving rich people at, like luxuriating and obscene wealth, and then they the payoff or the end is like you as the proxy or the 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 
hero of the commercial as your proxy is like, I'm going to go get mine. Mm-hmm. Um, this article in Fast Company uh, basically takes extreme issue with this. It's by an art, uh, an, an author named, uh, it's either Ellie or Eileen Anzalotti. I'm not sure how she pronounces her first name. Uh, Do you want me to play one of these commercials before we start analyzing it? Or? Well, let me just read, okay. let me just read what, what Eileen has to say. Okay. If you want to fix the broken system that has caused the rampant disparity or interrogate what could be done to create more equity and opportunity for all, good for you. If you instead think, that sounds good, as long as I'm one of the eight richest people in the world, then you'll love a new series of ad spots created by for the online investment platform E-Trade by their new contracted agency, Mullen Lowe. Uh, it takes the wealth concentrated obscenely at the top of the pyramid and dangles it in our faces to sell us something. So why don't you play this first one here um, called The Dumbest Guy in High School. Okay. And I'm not sure if there's a ton of... Um, uh, audio here. So what you're hearing is like some sort of, you know, booty shaking music. And it's just this what like incredibly fancy luxury, hyper luxury yacht. And this sort of doofusy looking guy. He's got like a little bit of Mark Zuckerberg quality to him. And he's like partying on his yacht with models and various fancy people. And he, he looks like a dweeb, but he's surrounded by very luxurious and rich people. And uh, p- paddle boarding by him is is the viewer or the proxy for the viewer. I'm living that yacht life, life, life. Top speed, 50 so you've got this sort of like dweeby looking guy just living that yacht life, dancing with a bunch of bik- bikini clad models, drinking champagne, just yachting around the world. The dumbest guy in high school just got a boat, the commercial says. Don't get mad, get E-Trade. So as he jumps off the boat uh, celebrating his yacht life, it reminds you that you too can live that yacht life. And it's just obnoxious? Because, I mean, they're really leaning into obnoxious, right? They are, but it's like, they're basically saying like, isn't wealth, they're saying in one breath, extreme wealth is obnoxious. And in the next breath, you can also be this obnoxious. It's like, Hmm. it's like instead of, trying to it like is instead of trying to be judgmental about the obscene conspicuous dis- consumption they then have you sort of lean into that like oh yeah that's what we all want which i don't understand because i would i think we'd all love to be you know have no financial concerns but like they don't paint a picture of anything that i want to be part of here yeah but i don't think that's aimed at us it seems to me, and you read this article, and the listener read this article, so, you know, I'm not saying I'm right here, but my knee-jerk reaction is, this is the perfect commercial for this product. Like, we are also not people that I think um, E-Trade is going after. I think you're wrong. Play this next one. This is called, okay. uh, this is, so the premise in this one is you're sort of, it's like an office schmo guy, like guy who works a nine-to-five job at an office. And as he pulls up to his office, his obscenely rich boss pulls up. And then there's like a montage of all of the things that his boss does with his obscene wealth. So he's walking into the office and he sees his boss sitting in his fancy office and the boss waves him away. And now he imagines the boss's rich life. People are painting portraits of the boss. Um, He's out uh, in a pool. Um, you can't even. I can't even describe what the hell is going on. Um, there's a pool with a jet ski in it. There's some big fat man feeding a pet iguana. Oh, it's, I it's, thought he was making the iguana smoke a cigarette. 
it's just sort of like a parody of wealth. It's like people doing uh, donuts in parking lots in fancy cars, golfing on their they get pizza, pizza delivered by helicopter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this commercial is definitely this opulence. This is getting a little ridiculous, is what it says on the screen. So then our hero, instead of, uh, he goes to his desk and just turns on E-Trade to now get his. He says, don't get mad, get E-Trade. Yeah. And and the song you were hearing under there was If I Were a Rich Man, which is from Fiddler on the Roof. These These don't bother me any more than... I don't know. I, I don't know why they don't, because it seems like that's what that's what this company is going for. Fast cash. Right. Like this is not like you're not going on E-Trade because you're going to be responsible and th- you're thinking about your future and you're thinking about your retirement. You want to take something that when you're younger, make it aggressive. But as you get older, back off a little bit. Just make sure you save the nest egg. The whole point of E-Trade is a bunch of dumb bros going on and being like, I want to get my jet ski. And I just sort of feel like they're leaning into that. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a misstep to me. It feels like a calculation that uh, kind of matches up to their product. I guess that's true. I mean, it probably does speak to a demographic that is naive in that way. I will say I will read you what uh, what the what Fast Company had to say. By sending these ad spots out into the world, E-Trade is essentially perpetuating the American dream fantasy that mm. has already failed so many people and remained inaccessible for so many more. Sure, E-Trade bills itself as a discount stock brokerage firm, but it's not free. And if your investment r- well runs dry, it'll charge you up to $40 for insufficient funds. It's basically the Quicken lo- or the, you know, it's like the payday loans mm-hmm. of, yeah. of, uh, of stock trading or mm-hmm. stock broker. Stock broking. <laughs> hey. You've been stock broking too long, Tim. <laughs> uh, like four people will get that joke. So, uh, look, do, are you right that it's probably targeting a, a naive demographic that somehow this, like, these these images of grotesque, conspicuous consumption appeal to? Probably. But it doesn't make me like it. It makes me dislike it. And I think the the proxies that they put in these ads for the viewer, the people on the paddleboard and the yacht mm-hmm. one and the, the office drone and the in the boss one are they're not depicted as like sort of like brosophy people. They're like they're they're meant to be every man, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's uh I certainly think it's irresponsible and it makes me Do you think it's actually irresponsible? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's as irresponsible as any uh, payday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the product is is irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. And the messaging that goes with it is equally irresponsible. I guess so, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things where sometimes we say, and we don't always follow this rule, obviously, because why would we follow rules? But, (laughs) you know, are we judging the product or are we judging the commercial? In this case, if you're just saying the product is the product, or in this case, the service is the service, what is a good ad campaign that kind of like it matches up with that? Look, there's a way to sell. There's a way to sell this product which is um sort of consumer stock trading there's a way to sell that product that's legit but this is not it this basically promises if you use our product you'll become a millionaire which is completely irresponsible i mean this is again fast company there is no magic pill you can pop in the form of an e-trade account to catapult yourself from average american to billionaire nor should there be 
When the wealth disparity advertised in these campaigns is both a symptom and a cause of America's distressingly unsolved inequality crisis, dismantling the, dismantling the system that enables these lavish lifestyles and not bringing more people into the fold and leaving behind around 45 million Americans who live below the poverty line should be the focus. So I think that's fair. Cause like this it's just is- so funny. So Fast Company wants E-Trade's commercials to focus on poverty? No, but Fast Company wants E-Trade's commercials not to promise that if you take our magic pill, you'll be a mm. billionaire. I, I mean, this is honestly, right. we would be as, I, I, like, I feel like you would be more angry if it was like a weight loss pill that was like, if you take this weight loss pill, you'll look like, you know, Giselle or whomever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's exactly that same level of disconnect between the reality of the product and the, re- and, and the fantasy. I did take a pill earlier today that somebody told me will make me look like Giselle. Uh-huh. So, How's that going? Uh, I don't know. I feel I'm getting like this weird aura on the side of my vision. <laughs> um, hey, can I jump topics here really quickly? Uh, you talking about, remember when you said before the show, hey, do you have anything you want to add to the show sheet? And I said no. Yes. Um, can I take that back? Sure. Was there, um, was there a, a time limit on that? You talking about E-Trade is reminding me of a conversation we had last week about TD Ameritrade. Right. We've talked about them a couple of times on the show. One time you brought it up because I think a listener wrote in to say, I find them very irritating. You have a guy with a beard, just a very 2017 kind of guy, sport coat, casual beard, glasses. And he's talking to a couple who you say, again, is kind of like they're kind of the, the... the Andrew and Genevieve of couples. They're kind of of a certain age, starting to think about their, you know, future investment. They're starting to think about their future and how they want to invest in that future, et cetera. And uh, you were like, oh, I think it's good because, you know, it appeals to me. Then we played another one last week where it was the same guy, glasses, beard, et cetera, um, talking to a different woman. And this woman was talking about how uh, – her friend said something stupid on the golf course, and that just really, really turned you off. Uh, and you're saying it's funny how they're just kind of maybe using these commercials to target very specific people. And if it's not you they're targeting, you're going to find it annoying. Yeah. All of that is to say you and I were confused about the backdrop of the commercial we talked about last week with the lady talking about the golf course because she's in like a what looked to be kind of a like a a, billiards room kind of a billiards room kind of a what i was calling a fancy rumpus room yeah right uh had a couple of fancy coffee makers in there you could see in the background a pool table um some couches and stuff i then saw a third version of this ad during football this week the sound was not so i don't know what was going on but i realized that it's beardy guy again same outfit same everything and this time he's playing pool with a guy let me see if i can actually find that one here and the the revelation that i had was all of these commercials take place in the same room yeah you kind of were irritated by this woman you're like what kind of life does she live that she's in this fancy room all of these people are having these conversations this is conceivably where beardy sport coat and jeans works and he just like has all of his meetings with his potential clients and his bill he has them over yeah let, let's just see what happens so in this one he's talking to uh a white guy kind of a younger guy red hair very I mean, casually younger depending dressed. on your perspective he's younger than us he has 20s are you gonna mm. say no you think he's in his 30s yeah 30s let's just say he's a boyish face <laughs> hey you ever talk to anybody about your money yeah i got some financial guidance a while ago how'd that go he kept spelling my name with an I, but it's Brian with a Y. 
Yeah, since birth. Oh, that drives me crazy. Yes. It's on all your email. Yes. They should know this. Yeah. The guy was my brother-in-law. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I happen to know some people. Do they listen? What? <laughs> They're amazing listeners. Nice. Guidance from professionals who take their time to get... So anyway, that was a very visual point I wanted to make to you. Uh, but having listened to that ad for the first time, what do you think of that one? Where does that fall on your uh, Ameritrade spectrum? I, it doesn't annoy me, but it doesn't speak to me. And that's what I find so f- fascinating about this Amer- TD Ameritrade campaign is that they have probably dozens of these and each one they have clearly like broken out all of these many, many different personas and they're doing like these sort of micro targets to all these different personas. And they just have to hope that uh, one of them will, you'll be in the bucket of with one of them. I got to say, Did for that some reason, that, no, for some reason, I found that the most annoying and I don't know why I found that the guy he was talking to kind of annoying. Um, but uh, if I can be real with you for a second, I really want this rumpus room. <laughs> well, it's nice. Like, this is my ideal rumpus room. You it's put too a, much green. There's though. a lot of green. I think it could use a ping pong table Like the sofa and the in walls there. and the pool table are all the same yep. green. Yeah. I guess it's like, oh, money, but it's oh, like. Oh, yeah. It's too much green. But look at the chair he's sitting in. No, they I they like look the very chair. comfortable, yeah. but also very stylish. And like, I just dream of having like a very nice finished basement with maybe a ping pong table. Well, I'll tell you what it's going to take to room. get that. Some sort of investment strategy. Okay, let's go back. That sounds like we're coming back to the e trade <laughs> conversation. <laughs> You gathered up some uh, commercials here that uh, you've just been seeing on been seeing on TV lately, and you want to yeah. Uh, this talk is about? just sort of a roundup. I'm clearly my uh, my production chops are not no no what I'm they not, no, 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 no 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 no. That was not me saying that. <laughs> I was just building up to a little musical interlude. Okay, what have you been seeing? Well, do you remember a few, probably months ago now, we did a show about apocalypse commercials? Oh, yeah. Well, this one fits right into that category, but I don't, either it wasn't airing then or we didn't see it then. Um, this is an ad, though, that I, I can't help but love it when I see it. It's an ad for Jose Cuervo, the tequila. And it is, uh, it is just delightful, but it, at the same time, it's almost like so honest that it's a little surprising. Okay. Uh, if you, for those who haven't seen I've it, seen I'll it. describe it for you. It's a sort of a somewhat divey bar somewhere in sort of a, it's kind of a, it seems like it's sort of in a nowheres bill yeah. in a small Ooh, town. Oh, I like this bar. Oh man. I live in the house. It's got the green basement room. Yeah. D- d- around the corner is this old cocktail bar. Okay. Well, I've got some news, bad news for you about oh, no. what happens to this bar. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, bad news. No. Uh, so you hear on the radio as the bar opens, uh, there's like maybe a handful of people in the bar. You hear on the radio, somebody basically announcing that the end of the world is nigh, which I love that someone's still like doing a radio broadcast at that right. point. And using the word nigh. <laughs> so the first few sounds you're going to hear are people kind of like running out of the bar, people running outside the window, like yelling, like, you know, run for your lives, whatever. It's like the end of it. And then the jukebox kicks on and it's Elvis Presley singing now or never. Oh, yeah. And there's a, a couple or two, a man and a woman in the bar who are not there together. 
Um, but when they realize that this is it, this is the last, you know, the, this is the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the song kicks on, they start dancing. And as the bar explodes around them, like the roof is ripped off in this gale force winds, they're dancing. And like, I think he like dips her and gives her like a passionate kiss. And um, it's just this idea of like, seize the day, you know, like, you know, basically like treat every treat every night with jose cuervo like it's the last <laughs> night on earth what cartoon did i see the other day where i think it's a famous cartoon i can't think of what it was but oh no no it was just somebody grabbed a still shot two still shots from the simpsons where homer's reading something that says treat every day like it's your last one on earth and then the next scene you just see him sitting on the curb crying <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to watch this. You, uh, yeah, this is what I've painted seen on a very TV. intriguing word picture. Can I hit play? Yeah, hit play. I don't know how. <laughs> this is well shot. Wow, this is really cool. Everything's starting to shake. Young man puts a, again, young man puts a song on the jukebox. Probably in his 30s. Starts dancing by himself. This man does not struggle to find girls to uh, dance with him when the world isn't well, ending, the ladies, by the way. Well, the lady's no sh- not too shabby. No, she's not. Uh, now a bunch of people are dancing. There goes the roof. Oh, I guess not. That's the same couple. As they're dancing, um, the bartender pours two shots of tequila, and then there's just a, a, a sign that comes on in the background that says, tomorrow is overrated. <laughs> and I think that's a bold I've move. I've seen that in bars before, that sign. Have you? Yeah, that's something Have that Have you seen that in. ad? I know I've pointed it out to you. Um, Maybe you don't remember I'm not it. sure. I'm pretty sure that that's one of those kind of like wry bar, bar humor signs. Um, but I will say I like that uh, commercial. It's really well shot. It lived up to your description, which was also good. But when you first, when I first saw the still shot of the bar and I said, I liked it, you're like, you're not going to like what happens to it. I was like, oh no, it's going to get gentrified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I thought that that's where we're going. Like the fact that uh, Anthony Bourdain does a review of it in the final minutes of the earth. For those who don't know every detail about my life, that is something that is happening to my favorite tiny little bar right now. Anthony Bourdain uh, just went and taped a segment there, and it's going to air in November. And so now I'm trying to squeeze all the time I can yeah. uh, into the, my bar stool go there. And, before go there and get drunk on some Cuervo. Yeah, uh, that's a fantastic commercial. Yeah, I think it's delightful. And I think it's a bold move for an al- for a spirit, for a liquor, mm-hmm. because it's, uh, you know, un- it's a pretty uncomplicated message yeah like get effed up right i mean it's you know it's go no home more, with someone go home with a stranger i would say it's no more responsible than the e-trade ads 
I, I'm sorry. I thought I thought we we're applying morality to all of our ads now. I think I think one night one night of Cuervo can do less damage than investing all of your your earnings in E Trade. I want to get really drunk on Cuervo and then sign up for E Trade and just see what happens to yeah. our future. What else you got? Well, this next one is an, an ad that I know you've seen because we've talked yeah, about it. This, this is one. for uh, Little Caesars, and it's called Number One Dad. You and Luke both love this one. Right? I, Luke and I do both love this one. Uh, I love any. I love child actors to watch, as you know. Yeah. I need to find out who this kid is because he's got he's got something. He's got it. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> but what's interesting about this uh, to me, in addition to it being an ad that I enjoy, is that people, the, some of the listeners on our Facebook group posted it and were uh, Aaron, listener Aaron said, "What's Andrew's take on this?" So why don't you? Oh, um, why why me? I don't know. I guess because uh, you were already commenting on it. No, I don't know. She just was curious about your take. But is it? Would you think that the listeners like me more? I don't know. They respect my opinion more. It doesn't mean I'll they like po- me I'll more. I'll put a poll up. <laughs> no, don't. Um, so <laughs> no, there's no way I'm winning that one. So this ad, uh, there's a little. It, it's a it, it's a one shot of a little boy sitting in a living room. His the door opens and his dad, who's a sort of sort of uh, a slightly disheveled older looking dad comes in and he's carrying a pizza box the son doesn't even look at him like he's some sort of mafia don mm-hmm. and like the kid is and the kid asks what did he get and the dad tells him and then listen to the kid's response okay i got a great deal on pizza you went to Lucy's isn't got an extra most bestest with the most cheese and pepperoni for just six bucks he the father is making a face he clearly did not get that deal and he looks almost mortified. Yeah, and he's wearing it's, it's. It should be noted the dad is wearing a baseball cap that says "Number One Dad" on it. They're staring each other down. I got a terrible deal on pizza. Give me that. <laughs> so, kid says, "Give me the hat." If you can hear it, and he just does this like little motion again. We're talking about a. A he's little probably kid here, six. Six-year-old kid, but he's making these very adult little gestures. He just like moves his fingers a little bit. He's like, give me the hat. Yeah. Give me that. And he rips off the number one. So now it just says dad on the hat. <laughs> Get the most cheese and most pepperoni at the nation's best price. Now, the first time uh, we saw that commercial together, you were dying. You I loved it delightful. from the moment. And I said, I'm not saying I'm sticking to this. But I said, and I think I brought up with uh, Luke at the ball game the other day, too. Wouldn't it be funnier if he just said, give me the hat, and he just took the whole hat away from him? Like, you got to earn the hat. Right. I wasn't sure if the kind of tearing off a number one from the hat was, I don't know, a little bit extra. To me... First of all, the fact that the the dad is left with a hat that just says dad right. is hysterical. And I also love the implication that the kid essentially holds on to this number one <laughs> and he 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 hands it out whenever it's deserved and then he take it he giveth and he taketh away mm-hmm. but what i found interesting actually on the facebook page was that we had listeners who responded to this in a totally different way uh listener jezebel wrote i'm having hate shivers right now whoa i think they were they're called i will never buy your product ever scoots which i guess scoots is a Word for shivers. I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure. Jezebel, I'm not sure if that was exact. I'm not sure what scoots means here, but. Saying the child is a brat. But saying the child is a brat. 
And uh, listener Jenny put added in, just put the extra cheese and pepperoni on yourself, you ding-dong child. Well, that's not exactly the message that <laughs> Little Caesars yeah, is going for. Ca- that, I feel like that's a <laughs> strong call to action. <laughs> Little Caesars, make your own pizzas make- at home. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny to me because, like, do you think, like, we've talked on this show before about how bratty kids can be a turnoff or can turn us off of a product. But to me... I think the comedic chops on this kid are great. And, and I think the joke is really lands for me. I mean, maybe it doesn't for everybody. I think the difference is it, it's so arch. Yeah. It's so, it's such a I mean, he's parody like the, he's of a like scene. He's like the godfather Yeah, there. so to me it's not like um, a commercial for a cleaning product and we just see these asshole kids making a huge mess there is a pro there's a geico commercial right, right that now one drives you crazy that drives me crazy where the the you know the gecko is sitting is like on a in a house and there's water oh, it's a dri- gecko now i get it right and there's a there's water dripping through the ceiling and the gecko says something like oh well there must be a burst pipe in this house and then you pan up to the second floor and you see it's two little boys probably you know between six and ten and they are just they have like a hose and a swimming like a inflatable swimming pool in the house and of course they like destroyed the upstairs of the house and the water is dripping down through the ceiling right and to me i see that and i get like i mean i get that it's a joke obviously Mm -hmm. but the joke doesn't land for me because i'm too consumed by like i would murder those children yeah right what how did you even how do you even get to a place where your kids would think that that's okay what yeah what is going on in your family that this is okay whereas this little caesar's ad reads to me as so over the top parody that it's funny yeah and also this would be a very different if i thought the point of the ad was the kids acting like a brat because he's not getting the pizza that he wants but he's disappointed in his dad for not getting a better deal right now the kid shouldn't even care about the deal right kids don't care about deals this would be like if that kid was kind of like i don't like pepperoni and ham or whatever and throws it on the ground i would be really mad about that but this kid is just like he is like he's got like you say he's a don-esque figure yes and he's kind of like you didn't get the best deal yeah the hat so anyway that doesn't bother me my daughter's birthday. <laughs> daughter's wedding day. You come to me when Sesame Street is <laughs> You bring me these pizzas. Okay, probably the less imitations by me, the yeah, better. Yeah, I messed that line up so bad. <laughs> like a retake, please. All right. Uh, one more that's that caught my interest and also caught listener Jeffrey's interest. Um, this is for the detergent gain. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a two-person... It is about a man and his friend who we never see... Uh, whose face we never see, who are part of a two-person unicorn costume at a child's birthday. So we can imagine, like, the one person is in, like, the head and front legs, and the second person is the back legs, and he has to bend over and hold. Classic. Classic. It's a classic comedy setup. Classic comedy setup. So the way that the costume is structured, obviously the back of the unicorn has to, like, be face to waist with his mm-hmm. with the front person, um, and the it be it opens with the kind of the back guy standing with like he's he's not he's not in the in the costume yet, but he has to bend over and put his face next to 
the front of the horse's waist. And he just looks like, I do not want to be this unicorn's it. ass. Exactly. And he's kind of like looking unhappily about having to crawl up into this uh, costume, essentially sticking his face next to his buddy's rear end. Do you want me to play it and then uh, we can uh, talk about what the reveal is? Yeah. Okay. Fred would do anything for his daughter. Get in, Fred. Even if it means being the back half of a unicorn. Fear not, Fred. <laughs> he look. He's looking more and more terrified as he's crawling in. His face is getting closer and closer to his buddy's behind, which really his face is closer to his buddy's, you know, back, back of his shirt. And then suddenly he looks relieved because... His buddy smells pretty good, and he grabs a little piece of his shirt, and he just smells his buddy's shirt. Fear not, Fred. The front half washed his shirt with gain. And that smell puts the giddy in giddy up. <laughs> and now he's just leaning into it. He's just like, you see him, you see the unicorn dancing at the little girl's party, and it, <laughs> the back half is just super happy, and they keep on showing inside shots, and he's just like, Gleefully Just huffing, bl- bliss, his, blissfully, out, yes, smelling the shirt of the of the front half of the unicorn. That's now, pretty good. That's I've great. noticed. I've noticed this ad. I liked it a lot. Jeffrey writes, listener Jeffrey writes. This made me a little uncomfortable, but it also made me legit laugh. Huh? Now, did it make you at all uncomfortable? Is there like a little, like, is this a gay panic? Seems like the opposite of gay panic to me. I think he just doesn't want to be in there because it's kind of a gross place to be. Okay, it's not. Uh, it's not too. It's not that it's two men. I, no, I, I mean, no, I think that's always been, again, classic comedy setup here. What did you say? Classic comedy case? <laughs> <laughs> comedy case? Comedy case. It's a classic comedy setup, and I don't think that the the traditional joke is, I don't want to get in there because it's gay if I'm the back half of this horse. It's that it, no matter who's in there, if you're the back half of the horse, you are literally the horse's ass. Right. And then also, yeah, you the other person gets eye holes and can breathe out the mouth of the horse. In this My case, biggest unicorn. anxiety is how how painful it would be to be bent over for that long. Yeah, yeah, that would be problematic. I, and so I think that's what the key here is. Like, you got to be the horse's ass and your face is going to be near your friend's posterior i don't think it's kind of like oh you know oh i don't want to be i don't want people to think i'm gay because i'm the back half of this unicorn (laughs) um and what i like about it is then when he realizes that his buddy smells good it's not ha ha this guy's acting gay it's just like it almost feels in a certain way what's the word i'm looking for like it's 2017 we're not quite hung up anymore about does this look weird? Me sniffing my buddy's shirt. Uh huh. I don't know. That's how I. That's how it strikes me. I. I think this is a really successful ad, not least because it's a very effective ad. Like the way your laundry smells mm-hmm. is actually a selling point for people when they buy detergent. So so Gain I think did a really nice job with this. Yeah. And so what about my what about my stumbly halty social commentary about it? Do you basically agree with that too? Do you think there's anything problematic? No, no, I just I wondered if if Jeffrey's reaction might be like a, yeah. a sort of a a reaction to it being two men. But. Right. And so you were asking me as a man, as a man, as a man. Hey, where's the ad council? Hey, ad council, get in here. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. 
All right, we've had a lot of great input from the folks so far already during yeah, the show. Yeah, I mean, what I have to say, get? the Ad Council's always ahead of the game, so it, I feel like even when we're talking about things that we would have talked about anyway, it makes sense to include the, include the Ad Council's feedback on it. But these are things um, that specifically were brought to our attention because the Ad Council, so things like we hadn't seen before or hadn't thought about before. This first... Can, before you start it, can I just... I just need a spoiler here because I need to know... Are there any singing voicemails? Not this Did week. Nobody sing nobody in our voicemail. Sang in our voice Get, we got guys. a lot of very, um, very kind. Uh, thank yous from people and some folks saying that they would definitely like to get that CD you talked about. Yeah, making. I think we should keep on collecting. Here's the these. thing, Ad Council: we can't make a CD with three songs on it. That's so right. So you got to call call it's us impossible. up. It's impossible. It's impossible. You got to call us up and sing if you want the CD. And it's going to cost thirteen ninety nine at <laughs> Sam Goody. Um, if you do want to leave us a voicemail, 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. I'm sorry for cutting you off before, Beef. That's all right. Uh, this first one is from listener Bet. Um, and this is for uh, the product that we actually used in the shit like this clip at the top, which is oh. something I've never heard of called Maranatha Almond Butter. Okay, good. Okay, good. I'm glad we're going to get to explain that. Yeah, so Maranatha Almond Butter's whole campaign is based on this idea that you can say goodbye to jelly. Why do I want to say goodbye to jelly? I, unclear. Well, they do actually get into that. I guess jelly has a lot of, like, you know, high fructose corn yeah, syrup and good stuff for you. For you. Uh, it's not stuff that's not good for you. Uh, listener Bet says, I just saw this commercial on YouTube and I thought of you too. I really enjoy this. It is kind of sad, but in my opinion, well done and cute. I found it super engaging and I think it sells the product well. I do, however, feel bad for the subject and want to give it a hug. I hope you enjoy it too. Okay, so what's going on here? All right, what's so what's going subject? on here is there's like a little um, stop motion piece of bread with a face and it's covered in jelly. Oh, and he's so sad. And he's so sad. And he's walking through this a cityscape sad in the rain and he's walking towards uh, a former lover's house and you know bread doesn't do well in the rain bread does not really hold up in the rain so i'll tell you just his just, days are numbered just the uh just the the freeze frame on this one is is upsetting me all right let's give it a listen oh uh, you go into a psychiatrist's office Drinking, drinking his alone at a bar. Oh, maybe that's the cocktail lounge from the other ad. Now he's got flowers, and he's trying to go win back his love. And he looks in the window. A rich, velvety taste so pure, it will have you breaking up with jelly. <laughs> he, he was in love with the woman uh, uh, who's now eating almond butter, and she doesn't have. she's no longer in love with jelly. Oh, uh, and it's called Maranatha almond butter, like you said. I do find this a little confusing hmm. because... Yeah, is it a, re- it's a not romantic like relationship no- with somebody who's eating you? It's, you get the M&M's well, problem. Well, then you get the M&M problem. Also, here's the thing about nut butters. They go great with jelly. Yeah. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. But I guess the idea is like they are trying to tell you... Because some of the other ads in this campaign, and there are a number of them... Um, Focus on the fact that jelly is not good for you. It's not a very natural, or you know, it has like a lot of high fructose corn syrup and sugar. And I guess like maranatha almond butter is theoretically better for you, or it's at least it's virtue signaling that it is. Well, can I play the one that you sent me for the shit like sure. this? Because that one is much more um, 
I think audio based anyway, mm-hmm. right? And if I recall, I'm looking for the link now. If I recall, it's just a shot of a um of an answering machine, right? Right, which, which reminds me of that Rick and Morty we watched yeah. where. They, they, it makes a point that the only time you see answering machines now are when um, a movie or TVs need to signal that somebody is leaving a message. Right. As a matter of fact, in the Rick and Morty, I don't know why I'm just describing the Rick and Morty. I thought the funniest joke was before you kind of realize how weird it is that we're listening to an answering machine. The very first message is somebody saying, hey, I got all your texts. It's yeah. like, what kind of world are we living in where you're texting somebody, but then they're leaving a message on your landline answering machine? Anyway, so here's another Maranatha almond butter ad. Um, and we just see an answering machine. Thanks for calling Maranatha. With a taste so pure, it's too good for jelly. Please leave a message. Seriously, you're breaking up with me? You think you're too good for jelly, huh? Too good for high fructose corn syrup and artificial flavors? Well, you're just nuts. Nuts! Nuts! Have a nice life, Maranatha! And then at the very end, we realized that that is the uh, character that we saw in the other ad, a a piece of bread uh, covered uh, with jelly. Which is a little confusing because in this version, the the bread and the jelly are breaking up with the nut butter. But in the previous commercial, was was it breaking up with the woman? Because it seems like you're the person. The person is the thing that's breaking up with the jelly. The but the almond butter doesn't care. The almond butter is indifferent to the jelly. Yeah. And okay, so this ad did address one thing. Though. And also, why is the almond butter not personified, but the jelly is personified? Well, actually, hold on. Yeah. I would also say that the jelly isn't personified. It's the bread. I would say that the bread is personified. Yeah, it's a little, The jelly is just something on it. Now, I will say that they address our first confusion about this, which is, well, doesn't nut butter uh, aka peanut butter or almond butter go well with jelly they don't they say specifically in this it's so good you don't need right. jelly okay so that they're going for that they're saying it's just going to be more healthy it's going to have tons of flavor it's going to probably have just a kiss of sweetness so you don't need jelly but uh now that we've seen two of these things yeah Mostly you have a piece of bread walking around that happens to have jelly on it. You need to personify a jar of jelly yeah. dudes not the bread Can I add doctor this? You sure? You're, are you going to do it right now? I am. I don't have a song to go along <laughs> with. Them. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Can I add doctor? Are you kidding me? Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should, should I, I do? do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. I can never remember what, what she I says. Do? My what doll is do? ill. She has right. high fever. It still sounds like my doll is Don't, intru- Don't talk over the doctor. I know. I will give her a sweet milk <laughs> to make her better. Here's my, here's my ad doctoring for this, though. It seems like the antagonist of almond butter is not jelly, but peanut butter. Yes. Because yes. the product you're going to replace with almond butter isn't jelly or yes. fruit-based toppings. Yes. It's the peanut butter. Why isn't it almond butter versus peanut butter in a cage match to the death, you know, terror dome style. I don't, well, you lost me at the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it should necessarily be a terror dome. It's the only way I can even understand things. (laughs) But you're absolutely right. You know that they had that conversation sure, and you know that they made a very specific decision to say, we'd actually don't want to go against peanut butter. We want to go, 
and, and say this is a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. Don't make almond butter and jelly sandwiches. Okay. This is so good. I don't agree with that decision, but and I would have just gone with the obvious. Yeah, we're better than peanut butter. And then you can still have the message somewhere in there. It's so good you don't even need jelly. Right. You know, you can still work that message in somehow. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Up until the death match part, I think that you could do these same exact commercials and just have a Look, jar of peanut butter Two butters enter, going one butter leaves. Hmm. You butter, you butter, you bet. <laughs> That was bad. All right. All right. What else do we got? All right. This one is earmuffs, kids. Fucked up. This is for Halo Top ice cream. Are you familiar with this product? <laughs> yeah, we buy it. I was. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be for kids' earmuffs. Um. No, it is. This ad is so crazy. Halo it, Halo Top is a very very um, uh, low fat ice cream. Low calorie ice cream. Low calorie ice cream. Yeah, it's. Not as good as ice cream, but it is very good for how few calories it is. I guess it's, it's very a good frozen treat. It's a good frozen treat, or it's it's certainly good for for how many calories you're you're consuming. This ad, actually, I had seen people kind of like I'd seen some buzz about this on you know YouTube and other places, but I hadn't just sat down and watched it until listener Brian sent it in. And as he writes, this is either genius or madness. I'm not sure which. Maybe both. I will tell you what it is to me, which is profoundly upsetting. Is it one of those things where they just made it so that it would get tons of attention? Yes. It, this is pure attention. Is getting. this even something that aired on TV? I see the run length is one minute and 34 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty long. If it ever aired, on, I, it doesn't seem to me like something that aired on like network television, but I could see this being something that would air on like... Um, oh, your YouTube. A, your, 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 your Hulus, uh, Hulus, particularly right. for like a more absurdist comedy if you were going to be watching absurdist comedy so the i will just set the scene for you it's in a a white very clinical looking room um there is a very elderly woman um who looks pretty pretty wrung out and she's sitting there in sort of a white hospital looking gown she's all alone in the room a robot comes in Hmm. and keeps trying to feed her ice cream so the two voices you're hearing are this elderly woman who's very confused about what's happening to her and a robot that has one mission and one mission only, which is give this human ice cream. I haven't seen it yet, but based on the still screen that I'm seeing her, she looks like maybe either somebody who's going through chemo or is maybe a test subject. She's very like, I think your word wrung out was very. I think what we're seeing here is somebody who has died. I think that this is a halo top. If any, it suggests to me that this is a, this is, and I could be wrong. There's a, probably a a number of ways to read this because it's so absurd, but to me it reads like a sort of post-death Yeah. And also the chemo thing, that was a stupid thing to say because um, she's got a full head of hair, which is one of the most notable It reads like a very dark version of uh, like defending your life or something. Okay. comes the robot. Oh. Hello. Good morning. It is time for ice cream. So she takes the bite of ice cream that's offered to her. She does not look like she's enjoying it. What's good? Oh. What to eat the ice cream? Another another spoonful of ice cream. She's she, a little bit more accepting this time. She eats. A tasty treat that you must eat. 
Where am I? Humans require ice cream. The robot what is this place? shoving Eat more in the her ice face. Cream. I don't want any more. The ice cream. How long have I been here? You're so hungry for delicious ice cream. What? Get that away from me. She knocks the spoon to the ground. And now I'm really scared. Here's David. And now a little door opens in the robot's chest and an ice cream cone comes out. Did she say, where's Steven? Yeah. Everyone you love is gone. Oh, my God. There is only ice cream. Don't breathe or scream. Everyone loves ice cream is the song, by the way. (laughs) And then at the end, there's just... the, The room is just filled with those robots bouncing off the walls. She's still the only human in there, and you just hear her screaming, and then it cuts off. Yeah, you scream, I scream. We all scream for ice cream. Huh? I know. It's horrifying, right? What's the connection? I guess they just want the buzz? I think they want the buzz, yeah. Have you looked at Ad Week or anything? I mean, anybody? somebody must be saying something. (laughs) I mean, come on. I can't end on that. Like, what, what, what just happened to me? It's uh, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting, and I think like this is the Tim and Eric, uh, ter- Tim and Ericification of of advertising. Okay, I'm finding some headlines here. I'm sorry, I need to do this on the fly. Okay, um, an ice cream brand just made the perfect cinema ad to run before horror films. Yeah, um, this is from Adweek, um, and it says the subheadline is Mike Diva does his thing for Halo Top. So this must be I don't know that name. Um, but uh, it's saying here that he is a master of ad parodies, uh, but now he got to make a real commercial, and it's insane. Um, his uh, real name is Mike Dahlquist, and he made um, fake ads for Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton in the last election. Parody ads. Uh, parody for ads, not, not I that see. he was working for the campaign. And some satanic Furby spot. Now he's been hired by Halo Top Ice Cream, an ascendant brand that's already shown something of a fondness for offbeat advertising, produce a Kubrick-like meditation on the forthcoming robot enslavement of humans and ice cream's brutal role in early communication between the two sides. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Uh... You know, bold. (laughs) The dark comedy is nicely handled here. It says something that the robot's deadpan, everyone you love is gone, utterance works as a genuine laugh line. It also says something that the client um, uh, greenlit such a bleak and dystopian production, one that doesn't do the product too many favors either. The ad uh, will run in cinemas, so that explains the 90-second length. Um, before screenings of movies like Stephen King's It, and it will run. I'm surprised online. we didn't see it. Yeah, I did. Oh, we did, did get we? there late. Oh, yo, you no, brought, no, you made us go late. No. Oh no, it came back to that. was the one. <laughs> that I said we're just gonna miss some commercials. You're like, I do up literally, guys. This is a conversation that we had. We were running a little bit late, and Genevieve said, should we wait for the later show, which was like an hour later? And I said, no, we'll just see this one. You're just going to miss some commercials, not even the uh, the trailers. And you said, I do an ad about commercials. I do a and podcast I, about commercials. I do a podcast about commercials. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Adweek loves this. I, you know, I am so susceptible because I saw that, 
I didn't know how to react. And now I'm reading this. Thank God, ad- some, thank God some media influencer told, told me you. how to feel. Now, here are some other. Um, I've seen this one. This, uh, these where, are halo tops with a, a devil looking guy. Yeah, talking it's like to a devil angel. talking to an angel. I, I don't remember the the story, but I remember seeing this. So Halo Top has always been doing very weird commercials. Let's take a listen to this one. Devil's walking up these stairs to heaven, busts into heaven. Hi, how about this? You stop making this decadent, low-calorie, sin-free Halo Top ice cream. Oh, well. Uh... And I'll stop making these. Yes! These things will be missed way more than your ice cream. He snaps his hooves, and he uh, suddenly a Segway appears, and he's on the Segway. More than your ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no hooves. <laughs> he's doing tricks on the, on the Segway. Uh, not the fridge. Yeah, no, that's fine. So that one, they get a message across. Yeah, they, they, it's, they it's, talk about the product a little bit. It's a, it's a pitch for the product, whereas the one with the robots and the the old woman are it's just unmitigated horror. But knowing that it is something that is supposed to run in theaters makes the cinematic before you know weird yeah. ass movies like it makes the horror aspect of that uh, make a lot more sense to me. So I am giving it a chi then. All right. All right. Um, this next one is one uh, that listener Jesse posted to the Facebook group. Now, you know that movie, The Kingsman, mm-hmm. the sequel, a new one out. The Kingsman Golden Circle. So Kingsman was a sort of very winky, self-aware kind of spy movie that really sends up while also celebrating the kind of like James Bond, uh, you know, type of spy movie or action movie. Mm-hmm. They've made a sequel, uh, which I've heard is very extra, by the way. Um, but I actually I had not seen this ad, and I don't know wh- where where you can see it or where it's showing up. It might be like a YouTube thing, but that's ah, an internet thing. It's an internet thing. Um, this is for this for the sequel, the the new one that's out, but it's shot like it's a board game commercial. Oh, like a classic kids, like a board classic game kids commercial. board game. So four kids run up to a picnic table outside. And start playing this, you know, quote unquote, Kingsman board game. They're dressed like, or they, when, when they sit down to play it, they immediately like, suddenly they appear in the clothes of the main characters of the film. Um, and then they start sort of living out aspects of the film through playing the board games. Why don't you give it a play? There is only one game that puts you inside the movie. Oh my God, a spot on. I'm hunting an international drug cartel. I'm the princess. You can be a Kingsman too with official Kingsman game super spy gadgets. What the? And real life Kingsman sound. Manners maketh man. Do you know what that means? Now we get to kick the crap out of each other. And then they get into like a they get into like a Matrix style. Uh, well, Kingsman fight. style. Kingsman style. With like the slow motion people running and jumping around. This is fantastic. That is a beautiful parody. That is like spot on. And anything that kind of reminds me of my youth, you know, yeah. uh, I'm into. That is fantastic. So, uh, Jesse, thank you so much for sharing that. I was glad to see that. I, I was a sort of mediocre on the first Kingsman movie, and I'll probably wait for the sequel to come out on cable, but I really appreciate the ad. Um, and then just one more here. Just one more like. here. And this is a, this is kind of a personal, uh, just, just, just had a personal resonance for me. This is from listener Gabe, um, who was kind of, uh, he's, he's listening to some older shows, catching up. 
And he says the local commercial talks, so this is probably from, you know, a few episodes ago. Oh, when ma- Phyllis was on. Made me think of these commercials from ni- 1990s Atlanta. And that is where I grew up. And when I was, when I grew up, and this is from a local furniture store, um, a furniture store, which for unclaimed furniture, which I was looking up today, I don't know what unclaimed furniture means. I assume it's... Is it related to the law? I, I Maybe. Like is, confiscated? But I mean, I don't understand what it means. Listener, I, uh, this is a sincere plea. If you know what unclaimed furniture, like what that legally refers to, I would love to know. But anyway, there was a store in a, in Atlanta called Gallery Furniture, Gallery Unclaimed Furniture, it was run by a guy named who went by the moniker of the Wolfman mm. and his partner slash daughter, I want to say, who was named Donna. And they would just do those. Like, it's very typical local commercials, you know, uh, local car sales, local like the ones we talked about with the, the guy who was like he and his wife would do the, the like appliances. Mm-hmm. Just make them as janky as possible. And they kind of go an early version of viral back in the 80s. And sort 90s, of. Yeah. yeah. And I will say the thing about the Wolfman. So the, he's called the Wolfman because he looks like sort of wolfy. He's got like a big head of silver hair, full mutton chops. But that's look. just his look. That's his look. But now listening back as an adult, I'm like, I can't believe that we listened to these as kids. And like mm-hmm. he was barely he could barely speak english i mean listen to it i'm the wolfman and i'm donna and today's top story is gallery furniture is overstocked and wolfman wants to sell 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 to make room for new inventory wolfman that's right donna get this queen Anne chair for 77 dollars this four feet bedroom suit for 99 dollars or this day bed for 38 dollars that's the top story from gallery furniture located 2511 roosevelt highway in college park and 1600 brown bridge road and game wolfman how's the weather it's raining, and I hope you brought your umbrella. Hey, ask for the Wolfman. Hey, ask for the Wolfman. Hey, ask for the Wolfman. I didn't get that it's raining. I hope you brought your umbrella. It's unclear. It, like, I wouldn't try to ascribe too much logic to it. Oh, I know. Because they're pretending to be newscasters. Now it's like the weather. Right. They're tossing it to the weather. He, He's got a lisp and an accent, and the uh, music mix is not It's Nothing about standards. it is great, but he has the... He lacks... Almost any ability to enunciate his words. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does call himself the Wolf Man. The Wolf Man. Um, I got to say, though. If there's a, actually, there's a pretty good uh, montage of, of like him screwing up and just like starting over and starting over and starting over. Is that this one here? Hi, friends. I'm here at one of my five unclaimed furniture mark showrooms to show you we have a complete lineup. I guess. God damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's start talking. We'll just do it all. Let's go. We're going to do it this time. Go. <laughs> I mean, uh, Dad, you've got your prices so low. You're confused. Hi, friend. We'd like. Hi, friend. <laughs> we'd like you to. Re- Hi, friend. We'd like. God damn it. God damn, I'm going home. <laughs> hey, ask for the wolf, man. One, two, three. Hey, ask for the wolf, man. You still ask for the wolf, man. Hey, I may be confused, but you still ask for the wolf, man. <laughs> Uh, he won me over with that. He seems like a charming guy. Oh, he's charming. Anyway, uh, Gabe, I just wanted to say thank you. I hadn't thought about that in 20 years and uh, probably more. And I am very, it was It was just nice to be reminded of it because it really took me back. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Thanks for doing the show this week, Veeves. Now, um... We should know this episode number 99. That's right. 99. Yes. Which means next week's going to be 
Are you with me here? One hundo. One hundo a day, five hundo a week. (laughs) That's rich. Uh, That's a big show for us. So uh, I know that you have an idea of of a fun way we we can mark 100 episodes. We finally sorted it out, but let's keep it a surprise. Yeah, so please, please tell your friends. Tune in for that. It's a great number episode to jump in on. If you've never listened to this podcast before, like number 100 seems like it'd be a good one to start on if you're... If your brain, I mean, works in like fairness, mine. it's not like we're, you know, it's not like this is some sort of serial story that's happening. It is. You it's can just jump slow and anywhere. subtle. It's slow and subtle. It's about our relationship, <laughs> where we were when we started it, where we are now, and where we're going, and whether or not I'll be signing up for E Trade after this. All right. Uh, thanks again, V, for putting this together. Thanks all of you for listening. Just a reminder that you can leave us a voicemail. Hey, maybe it's it's even a singing voicemail. 607-444-5597. That's six zero seven four. Four four five five nine seven. Email us at after these messages show at gmail and get at us at the Facebook group at group after these messages show. We'll see you on the Facebooks and talk to you next Tuesday. Headband, my eyes all droopy. I've gooey foodie, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, he's too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the. Hey, ad council, get in here. Oh, I fucked it up. <laughs>